If you would, turn your Bibles to the book of John chapter 20. John chapter 24, thoughts this morning. Last week we celebrated our Savior's powerful and mighty resurrection. Amen. And believe me, if there's anything for a child of God to celebrate, it's His resurrection. When you get there, turn your Bibles to chapter 20, John 20, and we're going to begin with verse 19, but stand with me, please, as we honor the Lord's reading of His Word. Okay. Beginning in verse 19, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said, when he had so said, he showed unto them his hand and his side. And then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. And then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them, and whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. Verse 24, but Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus. The door was being shut and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time you've given me. Thank you for the privilege and honor I have of being able to stand before the congregation and share your holy word. Lord, just may our hearts be open, eyes open, hear and see what you have for us in your word for us this morning. Lord, may we be strengthened in the spirit. May we be strengthened in our walk with you. You strengthen our faith this morning. And Father God, I pray if there's one here that knows you not, through the preaching of the word, powerful Holy Spirit, they will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus, your Son and our Savior, before it's too late. Give me the words to say that might preach with boldness and authority those truths you've laid upon my heart. I love you, and I praise you, and I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please be seated. Morning, I'd like to speak to you about being delivered from doubt. Being delivered from doubt. All of us, from time to time, have our seasons of doubt. 
understand doubt begins with the intellect. It's not of the heart. Unbelief is from the heart. But doubt is from the intellect. You see, we want to believe, but we have questions. That's doubt. And we're going to look at this passage we've just read this morning concerning the disciples that were huddled up in a room together after the Lord's crucifixion. And let's be honest. They thought that Jesus was the one. They followed him three and a half years and he taught them that this day was going to come, but they doubted when it came to his resurrection. There are people out there today that still doubt the Lord, but can I just tell you this morning what the Lord says he'll do, he does it. He is real. He is more alive than we are. Amen. So they are huddled up in a room for fear of the Jews. Yes, they scattered like rats jumping off a sinking ship. They were afraid of the Jews. They were afraid basically the same harm was going to come to them because after all, they were with the Nazarene. So they're huddled up there. Now the Bible doesn't say where Thomas was. Amen. It doesn't say. Now there's lots of speculation, but the Bible doesn't say. But let me say something. You know, sometimes I think Thomas gets a bad rap. Amen. Understand. Didymus, which means twin. Thomas loved the Lord. But when Jesus was arrested, he was scourged and beaten and hung on the cross and he died and he was put in that tomb. Thomas thought within himself, I'm sure, well, it's done. I thought he was the Messiah. And instead of Thomas being around the others there, I think he just kind of slipped off to himself and had to deal with that. Sometimes when we face valleys and we face obstacles in our lives, we have to get away. Amen? You don't want to be with the crowd. You want to be able to deal with that, whatever you're facing, alone with the Lord. And by the way, we've all been there, haven't we? Amen. But the Bible says he wasn't there. And I, I want to tell you, the disciples were there. And, and again, they thought the same thing as Thomas. Well, he's dead. What do we do now? We thought he was who he claimed to be. What are we going to do now? And isn't it amazing Jesus showed up? You know, I... <laughs> I like it when Jesus shows up. Uh, if he didn't show up in my life, I'd be in bad shape. I'd be in a bad way. You see? And he comes amongst them and he says, peace be unto you. You see, they were in turmoil. I mean, they were going all kinds of ways. Some doubted, some had unbelief. I mean, they were a wreck. But when Jesus showed up, 
He brought peace. Aren't you thankful for the peace of God? That passes all understanding. If it wasn't for the peace of God, I would really be a wreck. Amen? But notice what it says. It says, And then that same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Now, Jesus showed up. Jesus spoke and said, "Be peace be unto you. But, listen to me, there was still doubt there in that room with the other apostles. So, Jesus being God, knowing what they thought and what was in their heart, look at what he does in verse 20. And when he had said, he showed unto them his hands and his side, and then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. You see, they had doubt, even though Jesus was right there. And finally, they got the message. It finally sunk in. It is him. He is alive. And beloved, I want you to understand this morning that he is alive today as he's ever been. No grave can hold him down. No demon, not Satan itself, not hell itself, nothing can defeat our Savior. He's alive. He's alive. So, at that moment, doubt was gone. They were delivered from their doubt. But, again, Thomas wasn't there. And he missed out on a great blessing. Again, don't know where he was. But I will say this. Isn't it amazing when we miss church? Seems like we miss out, huh? Great service, but we miss out. I would encourage you, when the doors are open, come to the house of God. Because things happen at the house of God that don't happen in the world. Understand, you should be honored to come through those doors if you have a church to go to. Because there's a lot of countries that don't have churches on every corner. Especially those that are preaching, teach the truth. Amen. But he wasn't there. And he missed Jesus being there. But eight days later, he shows up with the other apostles. And they're excited because they have seen Jesus. Look at what the word says. It says this. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. Can you imagine the excitement when Thomas finally showed up amongst them? Hey, Thomas, he's alive. Just as he said he would be. We saw him. But here's old Doubting Thomas. And before we throw rocks at him, we're just like him. We doubt 
ourselves. Amen. How do you know, preacher? How many of you have ever prayed, Lord, deliver me from this illness? But in the back of your mind, you're saying, ah, he probably won't. Lord, I need this bill paid. I don't know where I'm going to get the money, but I'm trusting you. He probably won't hear me. That's doubt. Listen, when you come to the Lord, you pray in faith, believing. Faith, not doubt. So Thomas is there. They are literally saying over and over and over again, Thomas, we've seen the Lord. He is alive. And Thomas tells the group, huh, don't know what y'all are drinking. Don't know what medication you're taking. But I won't believe unless I can put my finger in the nail print in his hands. And I can thrust my hand into his side. Unless I'm able to do that, y'all, I will not believe. Ever been there? You see, we like to walk. By sight instead of faith. Oh, we say we have faith. But most of the time, we're like, oh my Lord. (laughs) Gideon. See, Gideon had to put a fleece out when the angel of the Lord, which was the Lord, by the way, had told him, that he would deliver them in battle. But oh, that wasn't good enough. Now, Lord, let me just have a sign. Folks, signs are not for believers. It's for unbelievers. It would be nice if people understood that. Nowadays, everybody thinks that a sign is for believers. No! It's for unbelievers. Anyways, Thomas says, I ain't going to believe. And after eight days again, his disciples, verse 26, were within and Thomas with them. And then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Now, you understand the doors were shut. He wasn't there knocking on the door saying, somebody open the door, let me in. No, he just went right through the door. And he stood in the midst of them and again, he spoke to their hearts and said, peace be still. Peace be unto you. He always brings peace. And child of God, if you've been saved for any length of time you'll come to realize and recognize that he is a God of peace no matter what the circumstance no matter what you're going through he will bring peace seen it so many times in my life and I'm sure you have even when there's turmoil 
And the old devil is just, you know. And by the way, let me just say something concerning Satan. Satan wants to keep you and I in turmoil. And Satan wants to cause us to doubt the Lord constantly. You see, Satan wants to say, you really believe that happened? I mean, he just happened to just walk out of the tomb on the third day? Yes, he did. Now listen, there's things I don't understand. I can't explain to you the virgin birth. I don't understand it, but I believe it. I don't understand how a man can die and live again, but I believe it. I don't understand that the Lord can take an old sinner's wicked, evil, depraved heart and save that sinner and make that person a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. Don't understand it, but I believe it. And I don't know all there is when it comes to the Word of God. I'll be the first to tell you. By the way, that book doesn't get old. And God doesn't reveal any more than you can handle. When you get to the place you can handle it all, you're going to be up there. You're not going to be down here. Now understand, don't understand it all, but I do thank God for what I do know. Amen? So I don't doubt who he is. Peace be still. And isn't it amazing? The Lord already knew what Thomas had said a week before. You say, well, how did he know? Because he's God, y'all. He's God. Do you know he knows our thoughts? Uh-oh. He knows what we're thinking. He knows our heart. No, sister, you sure can't. Verse 27. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side, and be not what? Faithless. Don't have any doubts or any unbelief, but believing. And beloved, He wants us to believe in him. He doesn't want us to doubt. Doubt. Let me throw this in. I won't charge you. You can't have faith and doubt at the same time. They counsel one another out. Either you have faith or you have doubt, but you can't have both. So I hope everybody under the sound of my voice this morning has faith. I'm here to tell you this morning, God can deliver you from doubt. Amen? He can deliver you from doubt. So, Thomas, here I am, here. I bet Thomas probably thought within himself, oh, he's called me to the carpet. But listen, 
This is what I admire about Thomas. Next verse. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Understand. Here's the Lord. All right, Thomas. You need proof. You need to dispel that doubt. Here I am. Go ahead. Place your finger in these prints in my hands. Place your your, uh, hand into my side. And that'll get it settled. But if you'll notice, at that very moment, Thomas's doubt and disbelief became faith. He never had to place his hands in those nail prints. He never had to thrust his hand into his side. He knew it was the Lord. And he called him, my Lord, meaning master, and my God. Anybody that wants you to deny the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, get them to explain this right here. It's Jesus being recognized as God because he is God. Amen. Now, notice what Jesus said. Jesus is always teaching, wouldn't he? And Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because you've seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Well, you see, you and I are one of those that haven't seen, but we've believed. You see, I've never seen my Savior with these eyes. On this side of eternity, you're never going to see that. And anybody that tells you, oh, I saw Jesus, run. Because they ain't right. Okay? I tell you, you can meet some real doozies out here. Amen? But hey, I ain't going to just throw rocks at Nevada. We got some crackpots in Arkansas too. Amen? I had a, I had an uncle loving He's blood, but he'd be driving down the road looking in his rearview mirror and there'd be a demon. Uh, no. I don't know if you own something, medication or what, but no. The point is this. At the very moment, our Faith becomes true faith. There's no doubt. And yes, Jesus is real. He appears to us through the word of God. He appears to us through the lives of others and their testimonies. But understand, he doesn't show up where you can see him here. On this side of eternity. But listen to me. One day we will all behold him with our eyes. And we will see him as he is. Amen. Now I want to say something. About Thomas. Again. 
over the years, we've given him a hard time. But I want you to understand something about Thomas. This day changed his life forever. Before, he was like us. He had doubts. But now, when he sees the Lord for who he is, he would never be the same again. If you have studied your Bible, you'll understand. You'll not hear Thomas mentioned anymore after Pentecost. But listen to me. He had a wonderful ministry for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You see, he was sent out to preach the gospel. And the gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he took that gospel. He started out in Persia. By the way, Persia is Iran. But he ended up in India. And he did a wonderful job of preaching the gospel in India. In fact, there are churches in India today that you can trace back to the time of Thomas. But listen... He was a follower of Christ. It cost him his life. The enemies of the cross and our Savior killed Thomas by the spear. But listen. Didymus, twin, at one point in his life, he doubted. But then his eyes were opened. Eyes of faith. And he knew beyond all shadow of a doubt. That was the Lord. And he's who he claimed to be. And no Lord. I don't have to doubt any longer. I don't need to put my hand in those nail prints. I see with my own eyes. You are real. You said that you would come out of that tomb on the third day and you've done it. And from that moment on till he got, home, got called home to glory, he faithfully served the Lord. Can the same thing be said of us this morning? Are we faithfully serving the Lord? Do you recognize Jesus this morning? That's the question. And may I ask you, what's it going to take to convince you to believe? He's real. And he's who he said he was. What will it take? For Thomas, I can just hear him. You guys are crazy. I was there. I watched them take him off the cross. He's buried. He's gone. I ain't going to believe. I'm not going to believe. I bet you he repeated that a hundred times. Not going to believe. Not going to believe. Here's Jesus. Whoops. Uh, wow. This isn't a dream. 
This isn't a figment of my imagination. There he is. I love what the Lord said, and I'll close with this. Thomas, because you've seen, you've believed. But Thomas, blessed are they that have not seen and yet still believe. Are you one of those? Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt you've trusted Jesus as your Savior? You see, He's real. And if you'll come to Him, doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, who you are. If you'll come before Him and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and the best I know how I ask you to forgive me of sin in my life and come into my heart and save me and be my Savior. You'll pray that prayer and mean it with your heart. It's a done deal. You're saved. He won't turn you away. He could have been angry at Thomas. But he wasn't, was he? No, because Thomas was human. It's our nature to doubt things. We have to see with our eyes a lot of times. But the Lord being human and God, and that's something I don't understand, but I believe it. He understood why Thomas would doubt. Even those disciples up there were doubting that whole time. And this is what gets me. The Lord sent the women to tell them that they saw him and that he would meet them in Galilee. That he was alive and yet they still sat up there. Didn't believe. In fact, one of the gospels said, you women are crazy. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he's saying. Y'all are out of your mind. Don't know what you saw, but it wasn't the Lord. It was the Lord. And just let me say this, and you women are like this. (laughs) Y'all didn't hesitate. The women then didn't hesitate when Jesus said, hey, go and tell. Us men, it takes us a little bit. We'd have probably still been there arguing. Lord, you you don't really intend on us to go anywhere, right? Again, women are a lot better with details than we are. And I admit that. I don't look at your calendar and say on the 24th of April, Brother John said us women were good at those little things. But y'all are. Y'all are. Y'all are good at detail. Us men, we don't know. Better off not being said. Listen, if you have doubt, you can get it settled. He's alive. We celebrated it last week, but he's alive. And here's the good news. Because he's alive, he has promised to come back. And he's coming. 
Ooh, I think it's close. Every day makes it that much more closer. If you'll read this, you'll see. Ain't a whole lot more that's got to go on. It's all set up for it. You say, well, I don't believe it. There's that doubt again. And that's your prerogative. You don't have to believe. But I assure you, you will believe one day. But the thing is, it'll be too late. So if you're here and you don't know the Savior, come, let him deliver you from that doubt. Just take him at his word. You can trust him and you can believe. Amen. Would you stand with me, please? Let's bow our heads. Father, that's the word. Thank you for allowing this time to share with your people. Lord, help our doubts. Lord, may everything be settled in our hearts and in our minds. Deliver us from that doubt, Lord. And may we replace that doubt with faith. Genuine faith and trust in you. Lord, I don't know the spiritual condition of those here, but there's a need, whatever it may be. My prayer is it'll be met this morning during the invitation. Especially if there's one here that doesn't know you as Savior. Oh, Lord, our hearts desires they'd be saved before it's eternally too late. So deal with hearts. Draw those who you would have. Draw them to you, Lord. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.